0: Coming up this week, off screen. Ben Wheatley unleashes some free fire. Scarlet Johansson is the ghost in the shell. Shia LaBeouf is a man down. Romanian morality gets a graduation. There's old school terror to be found in the void. The Smurf takers in search of the lost village. And Zip and Zap go on an adventure with the Marble Gang. All those coming more
1: off screen. This is this is off screen. With the latest film news and reviews This is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show Welcome Offscreen, I'm Van Conner And I am Case Allen So Mr Allen, before mm. the box office top ten, before the film news, before the film reviews And we got some great ones to review this week uh, We should have, of course, some trailer talk Let's talk about trailers. So where do you want to begin with the trailers, then? Um, I believe it was on
0: Saturday Mm -hmm. when uh, the Brothers Warner. The Brothers Warner, yes. Jeff Um, and Joe, yes. Jeff and Joe Warner, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Very uh, contingent of uh,
1: detective comics. And and their action comics and their uh, mysterious tales. Oh, no, that's. Thor, isn't it? No, That's, hang on. No, no. Mysterious Tales?
0: Who's Mysterious Tales? We are crossing our... Uh, we're crossing labels. Here. here. Let's just say the DCEU. The as DCEU. Well, C- to be known, but I still don't like calling it that. No, it sounds mm-hmm. weird, doesn't it? So the yeah. Justice League trailer they, they is They here. dropped a trailer for Justice League. The, the kind of main trailer. We've already had two other trailers, and Batman of Mind does not come out until November. Yeah, it is. So, like near, showing your hand a little bit too early, we don't know. but um, Nine
1: months away.
0: Yeah, it was good to have some jokes. I'll say that. It, it was. Good counted to have some jokes. I counted four jokes, four, which is great. And like, I'm not saying the film has to be an out-and-out comedy. Oh no, no. I don't need to see Commissioner Gordon throwing a pie at Batman. Um, <laughs> Chance will be a fine. See thing, him, though. see him eating a pie. That'd yeah, yeah I'll go with that. Yeah, that would be great. It um, was, yeah, it was, it was. It was okay. What else did we have?
1: Well, I, I mean, I just want to throw my thing on the Justice League. I did oh, think the humor was a little bit forced. Did you feel? Yeah. I okay. It felt very forced. Also. How over reliant on awful CGI was that trailer? Because yeah, well you've you've seen it, it's had a Zack film before, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then of course, uh, flash forward to Tuesday, and we got um, yeah, we uh, went from Spider-Man, like murky brown and blues to just to, like really yeah, vibrant, vibrant color, vibrant yeah. colors, and Robert Downey Jr. and Spider Man Homecoming, and
0: I mean it, it, it definitely won.
1: It yeah, won. I mean, you, you sold me a ticket right there and right then uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm, you sold I'm me good. a ticket
0: when Spider Man came back to Marvel, <laughs> but like um, yeah, for my minute, I, I, didn't, I didn't hate the just the one, it actually made me want to see it more, but really?
1: that, yeah. that's not saying a great deal. No, Whereas Spider Man, no. I was already in the bag for it, yeah. yeah. well, I mean, the Spider Man one is just, I mean, for me, it's it's I need to see more Michael Keaton as soon as humanly possible, and it seemed that big f- awesome. furry coat, yeah, thing in yeah. It yeah, awesome,
0: doesn't he? That's great. And There's also... There's been a few, like, uh, pieces of uh, plot detail around his character has been released as well.
1: And I think because he ties into... Apparently, they've put Damage Control into a Marvel movie. That's Which amazing. Which is great, because Damage Control, were, be- I believe, was supposed to be getting their own shows. It was going to be a TV show, and then it sort of hasn't happened, and... But this
0: works out so much better.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, you know, leave it in the mind. Mo- and Tony Stark still gets to own it, so, you know. Um, it, he always owns it, doesn't he? Well, because it, it was him and Wilson Fisk in the comics who owned yep. it together, and... With their shared civic pride, because Mm. Fisky, eh? And uh, (laughs) yeah, so you know, Spider-Man: Homecoming then opens. Was it seventh of July? Justice League is November November.
0: sometime. I I want to say fifteenth.
1: I'm not entirely sure.
0: Wonder what more trailers we're going to get in the coming weeks, leading up to Fate of Furious and also Guardians.
1: Yeah. So well, we've just seen the It trailer. We have that looks pretty awesome. Let's
0: quickly uh, talk about that. Was who's playing? Who's
1: playing Pennywise the clown? Now. Um, obviously, it's, obviously, it's not Tim Curry or his son. So, Bill,
0: Bill Skarsgård.
1: He, he's he's of the pedigree Skarsgårds Is
0: it? Is it's not the not Skarsgård? It's for Sarsgård. He's a Sarsgård, not a yeah. Skarsgård. oh is it the other way around I was I was oh, confused. My Sarsgårs and my Skarsgårs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're a real Mickey damn, Mouse. Samuel Stellan. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stellan, and his good genes, and the need to spread them around as much as he. Yeah, uh,
0: Mr. Bill S. God, <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but it does look good. And as you point out, it's he got uh, he looks Finn good. Wolfhard from Stranger Things as one of the kids in it. And
0: yeah, it's got a really good look to it. It has. It's got the tone yeah. down. hasn't uh, it? From the director um, of Mama, which I, I don't think was too bad. No, no, I quite, I, I quite liked it. it okay. No, the direction wasn't the problem with Mama. Poor
1: special effects were the problem with Mama. Yeah, by the other time it got to the big reveal, when well, it actually got to Mama, or something. Yeah, 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 the effects just weren't there. No, and, but the scares, were, this, the scares were great. No? And with this. Looks like he's got uh, got it's, a winner. got some scares. The thing yeah. with the carousel, with the Polaroid carousel, that looks chilling. Um, there's,
0: a, there's a bit of a kid at the end. Oh, yeah. You know, oh,
1: this is going to chill me to my very core. Mm, when was the last time you saw the original it? Probably, probably still in the early 90s, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I actually was I, was I I was. was age-appropriate for the kids when I, when, it, when I saw it. I think we're going to have a trailer for The Dark Tower soon. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing this.
0: Yeah, we had a poster for it drop the other day, which mm. looked really good. So I, I think we, Apparently, we we're going
1: to get uh, uh, Thor in the next couple of weeks because of Guardians. Cause of Guardians. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: we'll we'll get the post credit sting and we'll oh yeah, it all in. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, before, rather than looking ahead at what's to come, then, should we look at what's currently the box office uh, setting, setting screens alight as
0: it were? Number ten. menu It's an opera. and I, I, do mean, you know? I,
1: I don't know. <laughs> Incredible. Um, <laughs> I, I think that I pronounced it. Fine. Uh, Just fine. Your pronunciation is top rate, sir. Our ability to have seen it, less so. Number nine. Moulin Rouge. Secret cinema. Well, I uh, I, haven't I haven't seen the secret cinema version. And, uh, you've I, not seen Moulin Rouge? I've never seen you? Moulin Rouge, so... Again, they, they I said yeah. this
0: last week, but you need to see Moulin Rouge before my wife says, why haven't you seen Moulin okay, Rouge? Right, and make you watch it well. immediately. I
1: will make you a deal. I will watch Moulin Rouge in the next four days. How about that?
0: Okay, and then I will make her watch Alien Nation. That, That's like that, reparations Yeah that
1: sounds good You make a watch Alien Nation Which is one of my faves And then yeah And yeah. then if this ever Comes up again by the way I'm cashing in Brain Scan Starring Edward Furlong
0: Yeah I'd, so. I'd go for that
1: Yeah Number eight Chips
0: I'm not going to say The subtitle I don't Yet. agree With do the subtitles yeah,
1: Why do they have to call it Chips colon law and disorder
0: Because <sighs> apparently The UK needs That additional subtitle Sometimes Did, did they think people Were mocking we the film We need uh, Beyond or, Yeah
1: Yeah it's just, I mean, don't get around. wrong, the film is not funny. The film is homophobic to uh, an offensive degree. It is moronic, dunderheaded, not interesting, not well-written, not clever, not satirical, not sharp, not sensible in any aspect of itself, not even vaguely self-aware. Uh, Let's see, captivating is about the furthest thing from what it could possibly be. It is, hands down, the worst film I've seen this year so far. And please bear in mind, this is a year that's had a Fifty Shades of Grey sequel so far that has... Um, what else sucked this year? Hang on, what else sucked? Uh, Being a Beast was terrible. <laughs> Being a Beast, yeah, the lost, Not so much, was it? Number seven. The Lost City of Zed. Which I liked, but it was a bit humourless. It was a bit
0: sombre. It's kind of like what you... you, you I, I don't know what you were going in for. To be honest,
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I wasn't going in. You weren't going in for it. slapstick. No. There,
0: there were no banana peels.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you want. For <laughs> God's sake, come on, somebody, somebody, pull a chair out from under someone. That's what this needs. This is the thing. It, it's somber and straight faced, and about as far away from. I'm going to assume that some people are going into this expecting an Indiana Jones film. I wasn't so much, and I wasn't expecting anything like Quatermass or anything like that. Um, it. Crazy Mask King Solomon's mind. I thought. Yeah. Um, the problem is it's it's stone is stone cold serious. It is straight face, and at the centre of it all, you have uh, Charlie Hunnam with the stupidest accent he's pulled out the bag yet. I mean, I mean, he does sound even dafter here than he did in, in Pacific Rim with his "I've never thought about the future." You know, non a yaker <laughs> when you're behind a yaker. Yeah uh, No, no, it, uh, that's the problem. I mean, I'm told that it, it, I mean, it's good great to look at, but I'm told it's mind-blowing on 35 millimeter. Robbie Collins is a big fan of it.: Number six: Life.
0: Oh life: Oh, oh life you do, oh life. do, do, do. <laughs> yep. Right
1: suddenly, this is not a remake of the Eddie Murphy Martin Lawrence uh, prison movie, which Although, I believe
0: that was the soundtrack for.: That was that was yeah. That, yeah. Shout um, out to uh, my girl uh, Desway.
1: Oh, right. Desiree, man, yeah. dem's the times. And we're gonna have a lot of throwback on this show today, by we the really way. Are. A lot of throwback. Um so this is the thing, it's not a it's not a remake of the Eddie Murphy thing starring Kevin Hart and Dave Chappelle, so get rid of that idea right now. Um instead what you've got is Gravity Meets Alien And it's nothing more than that. It is You know you know when a, a small child tries to repeat a joke they've heard? And they, um yeah, they basically um, get Kevin Hart. Exactly. They basically get the gist, but not quite the the ins and outs and the nuance. It gets the job done, but it lacks the refinement. Mm. That is this, as far as Gravity and Alien goes. I mean, Ryan Reynolds turns up to play George Clooney in space, because you know, George Clooney proved that worked. Jake john Hall's kind of above this. Rebecca Ferguson. You're like, why have you done this? This is—you've got no character whatsoever. You've got this—this really stiff and ridiculous accent. She she pulls one single facial expression for the entire movie. And the 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 one thing I've got to give it more than anything is the creature design is fantastic, Mm. genuinely fantastic. Um, Daniel Espinosa, who directed uh, Safe House, um, does a really good job. Captures the 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 claustrophobic feel, but at the same time the sort of glossy 2001 esque style of the space station. Um, but he can't resist. Taking on gravity whenever possible, and it's a bit annoying because you'd rather be watching Gravity, and then you can't resist doing Alien, and that's a bit annoying because you'd really much be rather watching Alien, and then you remember Alien Covenants coming out, and you're like, "Hang on a minute, if I just wait around the lobby, I probably could before long." So, right, <laughs> should we plug the podcast real quick then before we uh, before we carry on, if you if you wish, I think we should. If so, of course, wish. we've got seven films this week. We're only going to fit four in the show. So, we are but two men. We are but two men. Uh, we're men, friendly men. We're men in tights. Tight tights. Um, so if you want to hear reviews of Man Down, Graduation, and Zip and Zap and the Marble Gang... And, and who doesn't want it? One like... of those three is way better than you think it is. Another one is... I don't is, think it's Man Down. <laughs> uh, another one is Dreadful but has a great third act. And another one is just great. If you want to know which... You're going to have to listen to the full extended podcast edition, skip to after the end credits, and listen to the podcast extras. And you can only do that by going to Acast, by going on Deezer, by going, tune on, in. Tune in, by going on iTunes, by going on to onscreenfilm.com, going in our podcast section, our off-screen section, and downloading the show from there. With the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. And we're back. So, Mr. Allen, first proper review of the week. Mm-hmm. Shall we shall we start with the big name, the big heavy hitter, as it were? And I'm not referring, of course, to Miss Johansson. Which she is. She well, she, she's big she's, she's the big one, but the thing is, I don't think she's going to pull in half as, half as much of an audience as this next one is, and that's Free Fire by Ben Wheatley. Well, by Ben Wheatley slash Amy Jump, because he's co-written this with her. Uh, she's his real-life partner, and mm, also his co-writer occasionally. She actually did... Is she the sole writer on High Rise, I think? I
0: believe so. She's written uh, Sightseers as well? Back, yes. But maybe a co...
1: Oh, no, I think wonderful. she co-wrote Sightseers with the actress who played... Uh, oh, um, from Alice, Alice
0: Lowe. Alice Low, yeah. Who is amazing. She's great. She really is. Yeah, uh, um, Mr. Skinner... To the manager of his
1: exactly. At, yes, sir. Yeah, of course. Uh, right, so of course he's, he's co written this directly with Amy Jump this time, and what you've got is. <laughs> right, imagine if you will, okay, you remember Smashy and Nicey from the 90s, from the Fast Show? Yeah, of course. Right, imagine they were asked to review Kill List, and they'd be like, Oi, Wheatley, no! You've got none of this complicated plotting, you get a bunch of blokes in a room, shoots out, that's the film. Right, that is literally what Ben Wheatley has gone and done, (laughs) right? He has written a 90... He's come up with a 90-minute film in which an all-star cast... Uh, get together for an arms deal So on the one side you have the IRA And on the other side you have um, But mostly Americans And Charlto Copley Yeah it's uh, uh, set in Boston It's it set in 1970s Boston as well mm. Apparently the reason he's done the 1970s thing Is specifically so that no one can like Have the excuse of being able to choose a mobile phone there's a ringing telephone in the distance, for instance. They have to get one side has to get to above all costs before the other one right. does, and that's the plot basically. This is such a good cast. It's should such we, should, a good
0: should cast. we just rattle real Re- Re- them off for okay. me? Go on, uh, Sam Riley, yep. who yeah, who was a fan funny. of obviously from Control back in mm-hmm. the day. Michael Smiley, who is like one of those actors, but if he's in something, I'm going to watch it. Yep, Brie Larson, you've got my money.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she has. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Silly Murphy. Yep. You silly Murphy. Silly, silly Murphy. Yeah. He's in there. Um, um, uh, we've also got, of course. Army of Hammer. Army of Hammer. And our boy, Mr. Rayner. Jack Rayner
0: Jack Rayner from Sing Street It was so yep. good in Sing
1: Street So bad in Transformers
0: But redeemed himself in Sing Street
1: He was also bad in A Royal Night Out But we forgave him Because Bell Powley was so good in it um, Also
0: Noah Taylor Who I feel is yes, missing from every single Wes Anderson film nowadays What so are
1: we forgetting in this cast list? I feel like we're forgetting someone We said Shelter Copley We said Shelter Copley I feel like they're, they're your big names They're yeah. your, uh, your headlines Well you know what I'll tell you what Let's give you a clip And show you what we're up against I think we got off on a little bit of a bed I think what we need to do is just start afresh So I'm going to be the gentleman In this relationship
0: Whoa, whoa Slow the roll for a minute Public safety announcement While the rifle's hot I'm going to pull my pistol out Nothing personal Knock yourself out, Spark
1: Okay, just try not to hit any of the metal work Because I don't want to get any of those Bling burns on my new Suit Sorry, what was that? This is from several...
0: I don't know about you guys, but I for one think Vern's merchandise is a real gas.
1: My guess is you're whatever you're paid to be, pal. Right, so you can hear the, the names in the clip. You can hear Smiley. You can hear Charter Copley being about as South African yeah, as he could just possibly being, ever being,
0: be. Uh, Vickers again. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. But he's really swinging from the fences here. He is going Full tilt boogie on this one, and it's it's basically a a competition between him and Jack Rayner for who can steal this film out from everyone else. And I promise you, as good as you thought Jack Raynor was in Sing Street, he ain't got nothing on him here. He really he really owns this. Although Charlton Copley, hard to dispute. Uh, Brie Larson, very likable as well. Army Hammer, having had the leading man thing taken off of him actually manages to, you know, enjoy himself a lot. he yeah. manages to... I've, I've to always been a big charm. fan of Iron
0: Hammer. Well,
1: this takes what him back to, said? like, Social Network, where the, the pressure isn't on him to lead the film. Mm. Because he went from Social Network to, like, The Lone Ranger. And, like, yeah, why Where you... What? And was it... Low, no, it went to uh, that Cinderella movie. Snow White movie, sorry. Mirror, Mirror. Mirror, Mirror. Yeah, yeah he Prince Charming. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was... Uh, then he was the, the Lone Ranger. And the less said about that film are my Hamer, the better. I will defend that to my dying breath. No, 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 there's no excuse. No. Um or his entourage cameo. I'm sorry, even he admits he just he replied to an email that morning Well that's your and- own for watching entourage <laughs> <laughs> But no, I really like this. It was so funny. It was so visceral, gory, intense. It's one of the most quotable films you're going to encounter You'll have encountered for a long, long time. It is Reservoir Dogs on Red Bull. It is stylish. It is well-choreographed. It is well-captured, well-realized. Its characters are genuinely likeable. And, you know, you come away from it and you think, wow, that was really just a shootout for 90 minutes. It took literally 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes to the setup." up and you think actually, yeah, this was really something, and I'm 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 genuinely impressed. And like a broken clock, it seems Ben Wheatley can get it right twice. And so high rise, then this. Can I just throw some names at you for a second? So I disagree so much, but carry I know on. I know you do. But I'm I'm going to put this in so context, boy. Let <laughs> me throw some names at you. So Emma Watson, Miles Teller. Ben Wheatley, and now Ben Wheatley again. I have had to eat crow on all of these na- all of these names. You'll be eating more than that if you put Ben
0: Wheatley in the same compartment as Emma Watson I only, meant,
1: I only meant that he... I think Just throw Jude Law in there as well. Just put Jude Law I don't in there. think Jude Law's rubbish, though. I think he's a bit rubbish. I thought all those people were rubbish. They then proved me wrong, and I had to eat crow on the matter. I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong. Wait a minute. When were you wrong about Miles Teller? Riplash. Even though you said that it should be Dane DeHaan, even though I said it should be Dane DeHaan, but I'm okay with it not being Dane DeHaan. Okay he's, he's moved
0: on, this gentleman. He's, he's had counselling since. No, I've had counselling.
1: It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Give me some film news and cheer me up. Come on if I can
0: oh no I will, I will cheer you up with this I will cheer you up on. with this um, what would you say is the worst thing we have in today's movie culture because personally I would say Brett Ratner oh, I was going to say Miles Teller, but <laughs> you were say <saying> Miles Teller. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say Brett Ratner Brett Ratner would say that uh, it's actually um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes Rotten
1: Tomatoes which is the worst thing in today's I, movie culture do you know what I agree with Brett Ratner you know why because really? they won't certify me and that's, that's why I, I, I keep applying so you've, you've got some bias yeah, I, I, I keep applying they won't certify me so you know what Rotten Tomatoes you are the worst thing in cinema but you've been rude Ratner how, I ask how, do you, how
0: do you sleep at night
1: well I, I shower and then I cry myself to sleep if you want the honest truth hmm. and then uh, yeah that's really it
0: <laughs> a big bed of money on top of it. why many was he complaining ladies.
1: about uh, Rotten Tomatoes
0: um let's see if we can pick something out of his big diatribe um the worst thing that we have in today in today's movie culture is Ron. Well, tomorrow's, I think, it is the uh, destruction of our business. I have such respect and admiration for film criticism. When I was growing up, film criticism was a real art. It was an intellect that went into it, and I think what he's saying nowadays is just like anyone can have an opinion.
1: You know, I'm just going to put it out there that if he's met if he'd met even half of the YouTube critics who show up for national some of the national press shows, he would not think film criticism is an art form. And I say that as a critic. But uh, sorry, please continue.
0: Uh, I mean that that was pretty much it really he oh. he goes on to say uh, well he uses uh, Batman v Superman as an example because he he's a producer isn't he's he a producer on it yeah. and he says um, the Rotten Tomatoes score was so low on BBS I think he put a cloud over that movie that was incredibly successful I would kind of agree with that to an extent um... I think that I think the we criticism it was on RT because of that film.
1: It, it did, a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, absolutely never happens but but that outside of... the film was a bit... Yeah, I mean, outside of Rotten Tomatoes, that kind of thing never happens to a film. And it's not like the internet would specifically target a film because of the race of its lead actress, for instance, and then no. try and bury it before it opens and lead to a basically domina- domination of Twitter filled with people constantly complaining that they won't see it because it's the dumbest thing ever and it's offensive to everyone who's ever lived. So are we going to talk about Ghost and Michelle in block four today, then? Yes, yeah, in part four. Stick around. <laughs> in the meanwhile, let's talk about The Void, um, which I was really excited to, to get the chance to see this. Mm. It was a crowdfunded film. It's now here, and it's, it's one of those... It's it's like The Thing in a hospital, That's the best way to describe it. It starts off with the the small-town sheriff driving along Dark Road at night. He spots a guy at the side of the road, picks him up, puts him in the car, takes him to the nearest hospital, happens to be where his ex-wife works, and this hospital is in the process of closing down. And what he does is he wheels the guy in, and then wouldn't you know it... His wife, himself, all the people who happen to be in the hospital find themselves under siege from this otherworldly threat that is coming at them from all sides that may or may not have something to do with this guy they've brought in, may or may not be from another dimension entirely, may be connected to them personally. Who knows? Here's a clip. Haven't you ever wished to save someone? Beyond saving? No matter what the cost... This is uncharted territory.
2: The body has to adjust, of course. We weren't built for this kind of thing. You'd be surprised at the things you find when you go looking.
1: There is something calling them all here.
2: What if those people get in here? What are we supposed to do? You saw it? What was that?
1: Here's the weird thing this year. Um, It turns out this year is a really good year to be a horror film. And, I mean, look at some of the things we've had. To be a horror film or be a horror film fan? Well, to be both. Cool. If I were a horror film, I'd feel very secure about myself right now. If you were a horror film, what would you be? If I were a horror film, I would be, ooh, Event Horizon. Because it's a little spiky, but a little bit cool. (laughs) Good choice. (laughs) What would you be if you were a horror film? Let me think about it. I'll get back <laughs> to India. Right, talk back a second. Carry on with the review. you, but, you know, between Get Out, uh, Eyes of My Mother, even Personal Shopper, there's some really interesting stuff being done in horror mm. movies this year. And, and the it's, idea... it's only March. And it's only March, exactly. You look at some of the stuff like the It trailer we've seen, that's seen today, and you think, wow, there's some really good stuff to come. And this is this is really, really living up to it. This is a movie that starts out worshipping Carpenter, then moves into Cronenberg, then moves into Clive Barker. And it does all this in the space of 90 minutes, and you think, wow, okay. Here's where it gets even more impressive. This is a first-time feature. This is a first-time feature from Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Kostansky. Like I say, you can dismiss this somewhat as The Thing in a Hospital. I don't think that's dismissing it at all. I think that's that's really heaping praise on it. The Thing is one of the definitive horror movies of the 1980s, if not the century. Well, that century, not this one. Um, I say, um, it shifts its, its influential leanings as it goes. I say each act seems to follow a different filmmaker. I like that about it. It has a bizarre leaning towards making references towards Stargate, of all things. Can't figure that one out. The main character's name, for instance, is Daniel Carter. You're like, oh, oh okay. Huh. <clears throat> the, uh, the female lead is a Stargate actress, and there is a certain iconic image of Stargate that appears towards the very very end of the film um and the cast are you know they're, they're kind of Canadian TV caliber actors which is not to say they're, they're in any way uh, any way insufficient they are very very up to the task and they understand how to work on a more streamlined budget and that seems to be something that works to the film's credit uh, Kenneth Walsh walks away with the film although it's kind of an easy sell because he's done this kind of thing before um say so, there's wonderful practical effects in there. Absolutely brilliant practical effects. From what effects.
0: I've seen, it looks great. It's so there
1: by Stefano Beninati, I believe his name is. Great. and well, yeah, When you've got that name, you go into practical effects. That's how you it do, works. Yeah, you, you don't do. like,
0: go work at Curry's, do you? That's, no, not at all. Yeah.
1: No, you're not, you're, that's what I mean. You're never going to work in a call centre. You're never going to deliver Peter's. You become a practical effects artist. That's what you do. And that's the thing. It is weighty. It is dramatic. It has suspense. It has wonderful effects. And at the end of the day, its title winds up being almost ironic because it has substance. And I really, really love that about it. It is a brilliant work of throwback horror, the kind of thing that so perfectly fits in this increasingly impressive year of horror and if you're a horror fan you, you should be seeing this first chance you get with the latest film news and reviews this is Offscreen In my and we're back so Mr Allen, well we should finish the box office top 10 before we continue it would be so rude not to number 5 Logan well you loved it and I loved it
0: yeah, and I, everyone seems to still what, love it. What else is there to say about it?
1: We continue to love it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it, it, it's it's dark and gritty, but in a character-driven way. It's very much a character-driven superhero film, and it is as close as a superhero film, I think, has come to doing a full-blown Western. Yeah, it's
0: it's pretty unique, as it far is. as a superhero film goes.
1: I like Hugh Jackman's performance very much in it, uh, yeah. although I don't think he's the shining star. I think Daphne Keane, as as the little I've, girl, think, as Laura, I think uh, she's great. I think uh, Sipatstu. Is... Sipatstu gets to do something different, doesn't he, here?
0: Yeah, and it's um, incredible.
1: It is yeah. and to be fair, if this is if this genuinely is the last time he's going to be the character. It's it's a good note to go out on. Yeah. I think Having it's like seen... what what happens when the most like brilliant mind in the world goes wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's well, what's the quote? It's, it's yeah uh, something a degenerative brain disease in the most, the most dangerous, dangerous brain, brain in the world. Yeah. Incredible. And I did like Boyd Holbrook as well. Actually, as the as villain, did I. yeah. I'm going to start watching Narcos just based on his performance, based entirely on yeah. that. Fair play, can't fault you. Um, well, fairly well, Hugh Jackman. You were a terrific, Wolverine, and uh, well, some of the films let you down, but you never let us down as the character. Number four. Let's get it on Like Kong <laughs> <laughs> Just get it on like Kong You say Is it on like Donkey Kong Is it On like Donkey Kong I'm waiting for the gritty reboot Of Donkey Kong To be announced Oh it's mine Yeah
0: <laughs> What's like uh, Dark Knight style Dark Knight style <laughs>
1: Kong but uh, Oh, no, they won't do that, because this is Cause gone. Because this is gone. This is gone. Yeah. Um, and for the most part, it does work. It's a lot, I think it's a lot better a film than Godzilla was. Um, it does It does visually tie itself into the Godzilla world, as well as there's a couple of narrative beats, a post-credit sequence, for instance, that cements that this is a cinematic universe. Um, the cast, although they don't have an awful lot of character to work with, they're pretty good. I liked, uh, liked Bruce Larson and Tom Hilton, even though they didn't have characters. <laughs> But Tom Hiddleston looks looks very nice yeah, in his fitted shirt, nice um, and and yeah. his 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 very slim fit trousers, which I'm sure didn't exist in 1970. But um, and Brie Larson holds a camera very well and looks very nice in her muddied vest. And, and yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you know, it's all about Johnny. It's all about Johnny, Johnny C. Riley, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny B. Goodman. Goodman. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that's it. And you, I like that it introduces Kong early. It doesn't sort of, it doesn't savor that reveal. It just says, here is Kong. This is his movie. Enjoy it. And you know what? For the most part, you will enjoy it. I'm, mean, did you enjoyed it? Didn't you? I have not had the pleasure yet. Did you know? I thought you'd been no. to see this one. Okay. No, I'm going to wait for it to come to me. You know, wait for I'll it to come to me. you. I thought, I thought because it had John Goodman in it, you'd, you'd been there on like the first Sunday you had. <laughs>
0: but he makes so many films. It's like saying <laughs> I'm going to see every single Christopher Lee or Sam Jackson film. Like there's only, there's only so many hours in the day.
1: Tourist, I'm going to see every Eric Roberts movie. Number three. Good.
0: Oh, it's so good. I just, I don't even want to spend any more time talking about it because it's just time spent for me not seeing it again.
1: Yeah, I only think that as. But it's one of those films, also, you can't talk about too much without getting into spoilerific territory, and I think the performances are great. The writing and the directing, though, that's what makes this, and who yeah. knew Jordan Peele? We, we all knew he was going to be good. We didn't know he was going to be this good, <laughs> and wow, it is, it, it, it's, it's a horror movie that understands that you need to have genuine characters, you need to have laughs, as well to sustain that tension, yep, you need to have horror orders. and
0: comedy are so close
1: together. Exactly, and boy does this film prove that. See this if you have ever considered yourself anything of a horror fan, you need you owe it to yourself to go and see it out know. Number two. Well, yes, yeah, them is it? it. It's them. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that Jason David Frank, the original Green Ranger, got mm. thrown out of the premiere? No what for? He did. Because he cameo was in it.
0: Was it for being evil? But when he comes back in <laughs> in a
1: White Ranger scene. He came back in Show it out, change his clothes, come back in. Yeah. Um, was no, oh, good again. Yeah, yeah. He filmed his. he filmed the audience reaction to his cameo at the premiere right. and was thrown out for trying to pirate the movie. I didn't realise he had a cameo, but I
0: kind of I must have He and Amy point. Joe Johnson, of course, aka yeah, yeah. the only two rangers you actually remember. You care about, yeah.
1: Yeah. They uh, that they, they are uh, their cameo. The so the OG uh, Billy Cranston knew it. No worries. no 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 OG Billy Cranston, man. But uh yeah. Um, Shame. I, to, to be honest, I liked it more than I disliked it. It, it was decent enough to justify the ticket the price. It it's, uh, the problem is, it's 90 minutes of Chronicle 2, the re and then half an hour of Spidey Meets Pacific Rim. Yeah, it's not half as good as either of those films. And you came away and you just thought it was a little bit drabber than it needed to be. I mean,. It, it's it, it's like the DC Comics ver- The DC Universe version of a Power Rangers movie mm. But you know what It has got Zords and it's got uh, Elizabeth Banks Having some fun and she terrifies children And you think okay fair play This this has obviously worked for some people It's made a shed load of money And fair enough I can understand that Because there's a huge fan base for it There is and you know 90s nostalgia 90s nostalgia I mean imagine such a thing Number one The be... Our Guests, be our guests, put ourselves to the test. And
0: the 90s nostalgia train continues. So well we've um, got to go to the
1: show yet. And the Smurfs. <laughs> oh, well, Smurfs is 60s, isn't it? 60s Smurfs? Yeah, but
0: I feel like they're just, you know, yeah. constant rolling nostalgia for the Smurfs. So I had the pleasure of seeing
1: Beauty and the Beast again last week. Okay. Uh, this was my third time seeing it. Did you sing along once again to it? Uh, of course I did. Yeah. I did. Um, I feel
0: like you only ever sing along whenever Gaston or LeFou
1: are singing. No, this is the thing. I put the soundtrack on my iPhone, and uh, it, it came on in the OG, car. OG, or the, the, new, the one, new one. The new one. And it, it came on in the car the other day, and it was Josh Gad singing Gaston. And hot damn, if I didn't so sing good. along to that. It is yeah. so, The music actually is really, really strong in this. It's
0: great. I love the little changes they've done to it. <laughs>
1: yes, there are tweaks here and there, yeah, aren't there? Yeah, just
0: in terms of the songs. Like, bits mm. that you love from the original songs, but now they've, they make more sense within the songs yeah. it like, there's a bit in the original film where he can't spell Gaston yeah. and this is like it just occurs to me now that I am illiterate and I don't
1: know how to spell it Gaston so <laughs> yeah. love it um, I think the casting is really strong as well um, I think Emma Watson surprises with a career best Dan Stevens is every bit as good a beast as you would think he is Josh Gad and Luke Evans absolutely own it yeah uh, parts of a to play oh god yeah like especially for Josh Gad it's true and I think others, there's a, a, a really there's a sincerity to the writing of it which is kind of odd given how cynical and exercise the actual film itself is there is a sincerity to it that genuinely sells it
0: yeah Disney's got a thing where now uh, you can be cynical about it but the yeah. actual making of it doesn't feel
1: cynical exactly um, there's stuff in there that's lifted directly from the animated movie there are certain shots and sequences that clearly have been you know, replicated and it works <laughs> again you're going to find that in another film later on in this show um, and other than some ropey effects on the Beast's facial expressions I can't really complain about it yeah it's a bit uncanny in places but. a little bit I genuinely loved it I thought it was in- I think I was more enchanted by it than you were I think I kind of wish I'd had the pleasure of seeing this with your wife because I, I yeah. have feel like that's the core audience right there the giddiest, the giddiest grown-up child ever she
0: she does love that film but it's kind of one of those the original version is mm. one of those films to me and her where like we've seen it so many times together that there's like I can tell when she's going to laugh at a bit in a film yeah. it's one
1: of those kind of hey you talk situations. to me when Aladdin's out man that's when we're jamming. that's when we're jamming. I've been audition, trying to audition for Jafar uh, and I just, I just, well, I just know, can't find the venue Alibaba
0: no. had his 40 thieves <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: So some film news to take us to the bridge, though. Cool. I will say something
0: really, really quickly, because then we will uh, talk about the Smurfs, and I can't wait to talk Go about on. Smurfs. Right, this is probably the most like interesting piece of news this week. Uh, okay. Walk and talking, Aaron Sorkin. Walk and in Aaron Sorkin. Walk and talk of, and Aaron Sorkin. Of, the, of the Walk and Talk. And for walk, the of the Walk and Talk. The famous Sorkin' Walk and Talk. Of the Walk and Talk trademark, yes. Exactly, Indeed, trademark yeah. Sorkin'. Um, he is apparently taking meetings with both DC and Marvel.
1: Oh, wow. Please let it be Marvel that gets him. Please. You see, I'd be fine if it was DC. I'd be fine if it was either. Actually, you know what? That's actually how you could salvage That's the DCU for me, it.
0: yeah. You get, uh, you get Aquaman and and Batman <laughs> going for a walk around walk around Arsene. Walk around Archemist Island. They're walking
1: around the, the Hall of Justice. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah just, really quickly, yeah, passing exactly. notes to
0: each other. West Wing style. Yeah, but I don't
1: want want Bradley Whitford to have to turn up in the DCEU. And he already has a place in the Marvel Universe. So, you know. Who is in the Marvel Universe? Oh, he was Agent Carter's boss. Oh, has he already been? He's already been in the Marvel Universe. He was Agent Carter's boss. Her sexist 1950s boss. That upsets me a little
0: bit, because I wanted him to be in a film.
1: I know. I wouldn't he have been great, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. boss.
0: Yeah, like an upper. Yeah, or yeah. a
1: senator, or a corrupt senator, or something like that. Yeah, that would have be really been incredible. Good. Yeah, but,
0: right. uh, but yeah, Aaron Sorkin is taking meetings. He's said it's not for one particular property. Hmm. He says he's not particularly a fan of comics. Never, never read a comic, but he's going to see if there's a character he likes. Fair enough. Fair and enough. he's one of those people. If he
1: finds a character he likes, he can write about him. He will. Oh, That's I've nice. just thought of it. Aaron Sorkin, Martian Manhunter. Yes. Come on, make this yes, Mads please. Mickelson. Mads Mickelson as the Martian Manhunter, written I'd by Aaron Sorkin. I'm, I'm on board. You got me right there. I will be a Justice League fan just for that. Yeah. But uh, Okay, so let's talk about The Smurfs, The Lost Village real quickly then. Um, this is the first anim- first fully animated one of this series. This is the third in the series, the first fully animated one. Oh, so it's still in continuity, is it? N- it's sort of a reboot. It's a different
0: cast, isn't it? Not? It's
1: a different cast, but what they've done is they just don't mention the events of the first two movies. They don't specifically contradict them, but they just don't mention them. So it's it's kind of a... What film did that Fam- quite famous? Oh, it's like Incredible Hulk in that way. Yeah, You could kind of take Incredible Hulk to have happened after Hulk but not quite... It works either way. The Smurf Lost Village, same kind of thing. Uh, this time around, it's all about Smurfette, you know, for a change. And because um, it? yeah, it's never about Smurfette, you know. She's got to get some, some valued screen time. And uh, the idea is she accidentally discovers the existence of a lost village of Smurfs. So it's not just a clever title. And uh, she's then captured by Gargamel, who in this incarnation is voiced by Rain Wilson. Because I like that. yeah, uh, Smurfette, by the way, is Demi Lovato now because apparently Katy Perry aged out and <laughs> voice aged out. <laughs> yeah, voice, voice aged out. And so she's kidnapped by Gargamel. She accidentally winds up revealing the existence of the lost village to him. Uh, she then escapes with the help of, of three of her friends: hefty, clumsy, and brainy. And the four of them then have to embark on a quest to discover the lost village before Gargamel can get to it, in order to warn the the people who live there about the evil that's coming their way. We have a clip of the, the of this band of Smurfs trapped in a cave. Let's see if you can spot any of the voice talent. That's, That's just the echo, echo playing tricks on us. Anybody? Hello?
0: Hello? 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 Oh, darkness. I don't do
1: well in the darkness. I have enough trouble in the daylight. Just stay in the light, Clumsy. Too late? I'm walking into the darkness. What are you? Why? I'm really freaking out, you guys. Just hang tight, Clumsy. I'm not sure how long this will take or how long we'll be down here. So, everybody, whatever you do, don't yep. eat all your rations. I just ate all my rations! So you can hear from the, the clip, we are playing with a very childish when level. was of, Jack McBride? I everyone mean,
0: was Danny? P- there no. was, like really, was a brief snippet.
1: Was Danny Pudi, and the other one is Joe Manganiello. Right, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and they are, you know, uh, they are accordingly, uh, respectively, they are uh, cl- uh, clumsy, brainy, and, and hefty. And, uh, yeah, weird thing. Hefty exists, but so does Vanity Smurf, and yet they seem to be the same thing, only one has biceps. Can't figure that one out. Um, right, so, you've not got a gag as funny as uh, Passive-Aggressive Smurf from the last movie, and uh, John Oliver's now too big a name to get back to be uh, Vanity Smurf, which is a shame. Um... it doesn't take a genius to work out the correlation between this being the first one to be co-financed by the Chinese, uh, specifically Wanda Entertainment Group, and the fact that it's the first fully animated one. That kind of spells a certain logic for you, and and that cynicism does stick through it. It does serve, really, as a kind of music-free take on the trolls. If you can imagine Trolls without the musical numbers, it works kind of like that. It's goofy and fun enough and brightly coloured and 3D frenzied enough to satisfy a five-year-old child. If you have young kids, if you have, like, five-year-old kid, take them to see this, they'll love it. You're probably not off, to be honest, in it. But it's 90 minutes. It's laid out straightforwardly enough. It's earnest enough it's in, in its intentions. It's not trying to be more than it actually is. And you come away thinking, you know what? I'd rather watch this again than any of the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, save possibly for the first one. But <laughs> Even the Squeakquel? <laughs> even the Squeakquel. I didn't... Even Chimp I'll say it. But, in fact, I, I've, I've summed it up best as... It's not a steaming pile of Smurf, but it's not a Smurf in good time either. So, how long did it take to Smurf up that one? Oh, uh, do you know? I just, I just Smurfed it out, my Smurf man. For Smurf's sake, with the latest film news and reviews, this is Offscreen, the Onscreen Radio Show, and we're back and dancing. So, Mister Allen, it's time for uh, the uh, the bus ad film this week Mm. because there's one film every week that gets all the bus ads that's the rule usually yeah and this one
0: you've uh, probably seen uh, ScarJo's face on trams on buses yeah
1: yeah, you have yeah. yeah And uh, well, has I mean, not been a bad thing because I like her a great deal so the weird thing is actually the, the marketing the, the posters and the actual film itself do yeah. call to mind Lucy an awful lot
0: funny about is isn't it funny how yeah, that happens but Lucy was really successful rightly so I think I, I yeah, quite yeah. like Lucy. Lucy but it was, was also quite
1: a cheap and cheerful European produced action thriller and this is <laughs> the exact opposite of that this is a very expensive international yeah. production with an all-star international cast and uh, right so here's your cast for this one certainly uh, Pilar was back he you is you're, great you're a fan. i'm a yeah. big fan uh, t- uh is it uh, t- t- takashi katano I want to um, say, um, I believe you're correct. Yeah, I believe I'm correct. and uh, Michael Pitt and Michael Pitt, or Michael Kamen Pitt. Yes. as I read today. Interestingly he's enough, adopted a name. That is, yeah, that's on the credits of this film on the opening credits. Okay. Yeah, he's never he's never been that until now. He doesn't I and he found it odd as well. This is directed by Rupert Sanders. Remember him?
0: He brought us uh, Snow White and the Huntsman, and also brought
1: Kristen Stewart's climax, I believe, as well. That's that's getting edited out of the radio, Eddie. But uh, <laughs> I'll say it again. No, 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 no! It's in, it's in now, and it's getting, it's getting ready, edited out of the radio edit. But you know what? It stays in the podcast. You own that. You own that, sir. I got it. I got <clears> it. You, you own that right now. Um, right. Yes, he did, and I think that might be why he didn't get another film for like you know four years afterwards. Possibly, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? We forgave, we forgave, we forgave Case too. So you know, we'll forgive our uh, hands as well.
0: Our hands, our is that word? Our hands, our
1: hands. Right,
0: so Rupert Sanders, who
1: uh, directed uh, uh, Snow White and the Huntsman back in 2012, didn't get invited back for the sequel, strangely enough. Um, But then again, neither did the lead actress, so go figure on that one. I feel
0: like that was mutual.
1: Exactly. This is an adaptation of uh, the 1995 anime movie that itself spawns from uh, manga comics from years earlier. I didn't realise until last night actually what the difference between manga and anime actually was. Uh, that manga refers to comics, obviously anime refers to animation. Animation. So, yeah, this was actually both. Now it comes to us as a film, it looks like Blade Runner on meth. Um, Actually, no, Blade Runner on speed would be the better way to call it. Um, It stars ScarJo as Major. And Major is basically the disembodied brain of an immigrant who died um, sort of sort of on her on her way into New, newport city i think it's called and she has been placed into the body of a robot basically so this is the idea she's got the, the perfect robotic body and the, the ideal human mind that perfectly syncs with it she is an enforcer for section nine which is basically there's the special ops police her partner is pillow Asbeck, and this takes place in a society in which if you lose your arm in a gunfight they will just fit you with a robotic one and Sounds good. Exactly, but Major is the the, the furthest incarn the furthest futuristic incarnation of what's to come. Um, she stumbles onto a conspiracy involving a wanted terrorist known as the Puppet Master. Um, spoiler alert: that's obviously Michael Pitt, and they 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 try to hide it, but you can't really mistake that voice a minute into the film. You're like, uh, okay, that's Michael Pitt. That's Michael Pitt. Yeah, that's that's totally Michael Pitt. Just start saying the words jelly rolls, and we will definitely know it's you, Mike. Anyway, so. Um, and the further she delves into the case of this this wanted terrorist, the more she starts to raise red flags about her own her own uh, unit, about her, the company that oversees them all, known as Hank Technologies, and quite what's going on behind the scenes in this bright and colourful futuristic world. Uh, we have a clip we'll play before anything else. There's an echo box up here. Someone's scanning data traffic. Let's see who's worth this kind of surveillance. Accessing hotel security network. Got it. 43rd floor. Someone contact the president's staff.
0: Someone's watching him. Dr. Osman, what is it you want from us?
1: I think it's more about what Hanker Robotics can do for you. 73% of this world is. Woken up to the age of cyber enhancement, you really want to be left behind. <laughs> yes, that. That is familial to me. It's just Mr. Michael Wincott, ladies and gentlemen. Remember Michael this... Wincott? He was the villain in that Eddie Murphy movie, Metro. and he... Not just that, my friend.
0: He is Rochefort in Three Musketeers. And what is his name in The
1: Crow? It, oh, do you know, I forget in The Crow? Although I do remember he in Three Musketeers, bag. it's Rochefort. It sounds like, it's uh, smells a, like a particularly smelly, smelly kind of cheese. Yes. Um, yeah, I got this from the king of Spain. <laughs> <laughs> I got this from the queen of America. <laughs> we, we just need to watch that movie again now. Films why why do you do these things to me? Oliver Platt needs to be in more films. Of course more. he does. Anyway, uh, and not just as the scientist is trying to save the world anymore, because we have Paul Giamatti for that now. Call everybody. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, right, fans of the anime, I think, are going to be slightly left off. Wanting here, I know the anime from 1995. I, I watched it in 1995. During, I don't. Are you old enough to really remember the the manga invasion of the mid 90s? This was a big thing that they tried to get off the ground. Never quite happened. I feel like I was around for like the Renaissance a, bit, a little bit. I think you got when they yeah, they started yeah. to get it right and then it petered out. Yeah. But. Ghost in the Shell and Akira were obviously the two big titles that, that, that sort of hit the ground. About 94, 95. Used to go into Games Workshop to buy the VHS's, like, 16 quid a throw. And uh, right. so uh, the, the idea behind this really is to bring, it to bring it to full-blooded life. Now, what they've done is they've gone down the Blade Runner route with it. And it's Blade Runner, but brightly coloured. And actually really works. The design of this is like nothing you've ever seen before, except possibly Blade Runner, with better lighting. Um Scarjo herself, as the uh, as the, the the sort of the major, as the ghost in the shell as it were is kind of perfectly cast. There is She manages to do that nearly that ass-kicking thing that she always does, the Black Widow-type character. But also, at the same time, she does that introverted, under-her-skin kind of a performance. And it does work. She plays the robotic angle quite well. Now, you've got to get to the controversy, because that seems to be the rub with this one. Uh, frankly, there is a narrative justification for why there is a, a, you know, a Caucasian woman playing an Asian character. There is a narrative justification for it, and an emotionally cathartic you know, arcing of that that idea. Um, it isn't going to work for everyone. It worked for me. I, I thought it was perfectly fine. I'm not overly embedded with this this series, though. I can appreciate that some people are going to have trouble getting over that, though. I don't think it's a reason to boycott the film or anything like that. And if what Twitter you know, had anything to go by. No, don't well, not will be burned at the, the stake. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's the thing. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little bit hollow. I thought the shell, as it were, was was a little bit hollow. Ultimately, by simplifying the story what, and what they've done is they've given it an end, you know, a sense of an ending that it didn't need. It's it's a franchisable movie, basically. Out and of something, you, you would think they would try to. Yeah, they, they've quite clearly that. worked this into an attempt to do a franchise rather than leaving things. As as open ended as as for instance the original animation did, and they've 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 compacted it. They've slapped a, a sticker on the lunchbox, and and you know, and you're away. And as does Jeff, was that what Jeff Goldblum said in Jurassic World? Yeah. You, you packaged it, you put it on a lunchbox, and you're away. And ultimately, I came away and thought it's a little bit hollow. It's not an awful lot more simplistic than an A level version of Underworld or Resident Evil, but it's really really well made. It is really really well acted. And I wasn't bored at any point, so I'm going to call it a win. You will have seen nothing like it, though. And if you can see it in IMAX, definitely do. They do things with IMAX 3D in this film, and you can tell the whole film's been designed from the ground up to be in IMAX 3D. And it, it really sells itself. It's got a great sort of throbbing, almost synthwave soundtrack by Clint Mansell. Who did? Uh, is it Requiem for a Dream? Is Biggie? Uh, yeah, I believe he also did uh, Sunshine. Yes, Sunshine yeah. as well. Yeah, um, yeah, really good throbbing sort of uh, synth wavy soundtrack. Some great action sequences. Michael Wincott's in there. That's never a bad thing. And you come away from the film thinking Pillow Aspect just kind of looks like Joshua Jackson on steroids. That's awesome. We need more of him.
0: I believe as well. Clint Mansell. Yeah. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Go on. One time drummer for Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? Yeah. I need to look way, that up. Way that, back.
1: that is amazing.
0: Yeah, like. I think, uplift mobile party plan era. (laughs) I'm definitely going to have to look into this. red-up chill-pub's coat as well, then.
1: So, I mean, despite all the controversy, despite all the marketing, it is not our film of the week. Shock and and awe. Shock and awe, I know. Uh, Well, I'm going to give it to Free Fire because I think everyone should be seeing Free Fire yeah, Free Fire, I mean, is... I'm
0: looking forward to it
1: is that the one film you would see out of everything we've reviewed this week uh, yeah.
0: yeah yeah, definitely
1: yeah. And, and rightly so but like, not so. because
0: of our review I mean your view was good but I was already going to see it <laughs> you were going to see it anyway you were yeah. so
1: inclined um, yeah so I mean that's, that's, that's it that's our film of the week Ben Wheatley wins twice in a year he wins golf claps, so um, golf claps. For, for everyone else time is wrong but <laughs> golf claps hey I don't mind sightseers I think it's pretty funny but, uh, but yeah you, but you hate Kill List I hate Kill List with a passion actually no I like the first half of Kill List if you want be honest true right so next week some interesting stuff Zach Braff is back directing uh, is it Michael Caine and Alan Arkin Alan Arkin Alder. Alan Alder. Alder. Alan, Alder. I wish Alan Arkin Alan Arkin is great as well and Morgan Freeman and Morgan Freeman in Going In Style that's next week that sounds great uh, we've got I Am Not Your Negro finally next week that's been kicking around for a while <laughs> finally yeah really has uh, Alec Baldwin is the boss baby next week because cookies are for closers
0: Any animated kids film that can put a Glenn Guy Glenn Ross reference in. I'm sold.
1: Arnie's back next week with Aftermath. That is finally... Arnie meets Scoot McNary. I've been waiting for that. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Uh, We've got Anna Kendrick in Table 19, which also stars Craig Robinson, Lisa Kudrow... I'm sure I saw the trailer for that about a year ago. Oh, probably, probably. I thought it was going straight to Netflix. Uh, Riz Ahmed and Billy Piper in The City of Tiny Lights, which I have seen and... It's something definitely worth talking about. Uh, we've got the Cynthia Nixon period piece comedy, A Quiet Passion, next week. I know we very need Nick more longer. period piece comedies. Well, if Kate Beckinsale proved anything with love and friendship, then yes. And most mysteriously of all next week, I'm fascinated by this, I've not seen it, Raw is next week. The yeah. cannibalism movie.
0: I, uh, I had a free ticket to see that on Monday. Um, I forgot that I had a ticket, so I didn't
1: go. <laughs> uh, I hope it's good. I I hope so too There's been a lot of talk About how it's made People physically ill Uh, We shall see If it stands up to uh, Our scurrious eyes But uh, Well That's all to come Next time Off screen In the meanwhile This has been a Kenny Store production For On Screen I've been Van Conner And I've been The ghost of Michelle And we'll be back Just show me the way To get out of here And I'll be on my way You've been listening To Off Screen For more news And reviews Visit Onscreenfilm.com Okay
0: extra then, Mr. Connor, and also Mr. Ellis. Yes, Howdy. welcome to the club, Alex. Hello. So, this is this is Alex. Hello, everyone.
1: I'm Alex. World meet Alex.
0: Alex World. <laughs> Alex World. <laughs> now they've met, they've been equated, they're old friends. So, start us off with some
1: film news then, Mr. Alan. Where are we going?
0: I've got loads. Um, do you know what? In honour of Alex, Alex is here. Um, there is further Deadpool news because you know it's, one, a, it's, one can it's never week. one can never run low on Deadpool news. Exactly, It, it is is a day ended in Y? So that means. So Who's cable. cable this week? Then we still don't know. <sighs> it might be Brad Pitt. Now. It might be Brad. Pitt. Is
1: this because there was concept art there featuring was, Brad Pitt?
0: There was concept oh. art leaked. Uh, uh, it looks uh, pretty good. Alex, have you seen? Said, yeah. What What do you, what do you reckon? I think I think he could pull it off.
1: Isn't it amazing yeah. how concept stuff for Deadpool movies just happens to get leaked every exactly, time? Yeah. That's <laughs> that's where I feel like it could happen. Yeah. That's how you got a Deadpool movie to begin with. And this is how you sign Brad Pitt. Exactly, that's that's totally how you do it. And also he hasn't had like a big studio mainstream thing outside of Allied for a good few years. And Allied didn't really make a great chunk of change. I'm pretty sure he goes from World War Z to Allied with nothing really in the middle. Um no. A divorce. Oh yeah, there's that. There's that. Oh, there is that. Oh sure, <laughs> oh, you got Affleck. <laughs> 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 he didn't get Affleck. He didn't get Affleck. So go on. what else, you all what we else have it? we got? What else have we got?
0: You guys are familiar with the film Wreck It Ralph? Familiar
1: I'm with it? Familiar with it? Yes, yes
0: I am. I love that film. It's like one of my favourite of uh, the modern Disney's.
1: It is film. the best movie based on a video game ever. I'm I am think give it is. Agree. Definitely agreed. agree. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, did you both know it going to be a sequel? No. No. Because they they consider doing a sequel to that. Yeah, I know. I yeah. there's going to be a sequel. It comes out uh, 2018, which we all knew, but now it has a title.
1: And what is that title, good sir? A-
0: it is uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet, <laughs> Wreck-It Ralph
1: 2. Which that's is a bit weird. but... See, I always wonder where that multi-socket went to. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think World yeah. Isn't the new one going to be about multiplayer gaming, something like that? Yeah, but like online stuff. Online gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That was well, that, that the dark work? turns right there. If there's no Pornhub gag in this, I, I'm going to be <laughs> I, I feel I'm like out.
0: the demographic is a little young. <laughs> but, but yeah, maybe it could be like a the demographic is too young,
1: yet every reference in Wreck-It Ralph is aimed at a 35-year-old. Yeah, That's a so, good point. <clears throat> you know, we'll see on that one. Yeah. Are we looking forward to that? man? I am. Yeah. I just want uh, is it, uh, Jane Jane Lynch. I want Jane Lynch back. Jane Lynch was so good as yeah. the, the Master like, Commando. She was Lady. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. uh, Jack McBrayer and Jack McBrayer, and and of course, you know, I need my boy Zangief back. Zangief, because yeah. Zangief got to be back. Uh, and
0: just oh, just just a bad guy doesn't make you a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Zangief is the best
1: he really was wasn't he
0: All right, um, do you want to take a review I shall indeed um, I'm going I will, to preface this with
1: a disclaimer uh, this film contains Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf and Jai Courtney I'm so what? sorry I am Why? so sorry man Right, okay, N- man down. <laughs> right. That's upsetting. Which is a title that kind of tells you what you're in for with this one. Uh, this is a story of um, a, a, a Shia LaBeouf is a sort of mid twenties soldier, young, blue collarish kind of a kind of a sport. Goes off to Afghanistan, leaves his best friend Jai Courtney behind because he's injured, and uh, he so he goes out to serve first. Jai Courtney then goes out as well. At some point, there has been an incident, and the film takes place in three different time periods. In the f- in the present day, it's post-apocalypse, and Shia LaBeouf and Jai Courtney are wandering through what looks like the Book of Eli's wilderness, mm. looking for Shia LaBeouf's family. Uh, you then flash back one more time period, and it's Gary Oldman sat behind a desk as a, as a military psychiatrist interviewing Sh- Shia LaBeouf about the incident. Gary and then, Oldman will sign up for any old car. Rest assured, Gary Oldman has paid his mortgage off this month. What was I that can film he was in? Space Between, space between the Us? Space Between Us. Right. He had more to do in that. And there's then a third time period which is, of course, the incident itself. And, of course, how you know Shia LaBeouf leads up to being deployed. and So Gary Oldman doing. is being your uh, Richard Dreyfuss from Stand By Me. Oh, he totally is. He totally yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, but, no, but no, he's not, not quite that way. The movie is not narrated that. Like it is just presented to us in non-linear fashion um, <laughs> you know what we've, we've got a clip and I love the fact that there's so much cursing in this film they actually pre-removed it for us
0: it was you, me, you? yeah well seemed like a good
2: idea at the time mm. hey man you could always put your arm through window <laughs> yeah I can't believe it. (sighs) You're the only
0: family I ever had, man. Alright, don't do that. Just watch after mine, alright? You
1: know I will. I know you will. Right, Shia LaBeouf and Jai Courtney there. And uh, yeah, you're kind of presented with the sort of quality level of this. Yeah, when Mm -hmm. Uh, does uh, Sam Worthington show up for a cameo? You kind of wonder because it does flatline for a long time. The first two thirds of this film you could actually skip. And then you tune in for the third act, and you get an interestingly more, uh, an infinitely more interesting film than you got in the previous two thirds. <clears throat> it's worth noting, this has uh, Kate Mara, for instance, as, uh, as, as Shia LaBeouf's uh, significant other. And she, like Sienna Miller, seems to be confined now to playing the token waiting wife figure. Yeah, Husbands at War. Husbands at War, yeah. It's, it's boring, and it's not interesting. And by the time the film builds to a crescendo, you're in the third act, and you think, okay, if this had been the film... I I would have had a greater time with this. Got to give it to Shia LaBeouf. He's trying. He's trying, darn him. He's not famous anymore, but he's trying. And, you know, Gary Oldman's paid the mortgage. So fair play to him, because he's really snoozing his way through this. You know, I mean, the best thing I can say about Jai Courtney's character and his performance is he consumes oxygen and is made up of two-thirds water. That's Which I really believe is a thing we said about his performance uh, in Suicide Squad. Entirely well. possible. Entirely possible. Although he's one of the best things in Suicide Squad. So. And that, Yeah, I was really saying it's something really about Suicide Squad. Um, no, avoid it like the plague. You've, you, know, you say, if you, if you really, really must see it, skip the first two thirds and watch the interesting stuff. <laughs> and there's no real setup for it. It comes out of nowhere. It doesn't make a whole heap of sense. Hmm. And... It's not yeah. like, it's not like Shia LaBeouf, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's came out of nowhere. It. Yeah. Was in Even Stevens and then Holes. It's totally, totally the case. Yeah. It is Shia LaBeouf the movie. Doesn't make a whole <laughs> heap of sense. Parts of it are all right, and then it's over. If it was a
0: Shia LaBeouf movie, it wouldn't be played like the character of Shia LaBeouf wouldn't be played by an actual actor. It'd just be like a
1: paper bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'd cast Alex Zane. <laughs> Alex Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to review his own film. I asked him about that once. I asked him, well, "You do realise you look like Shia LaBeouf, right?" He said, "Just funny enough, Karen Allen told me that once." And I was like, "Well, Car- she what, no, be be Karen Allen, be Karen As Allen." In Love of my life from Indiana Jones. Well, he did the Crystal Skull junket. So, I should mention, I got invited to review a film that starred Alex Zane, called Ibiza Undead, and it's like
0: raving zombies.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it starred him. And yes, uh, yes, who's Hands. Who's that? Oh, uh, Matt King. Matt King. It was Matt King, and I was This <laughs> B- saying... B- B- cracked a bit more-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Plumbing's just Lego, isn't it? Water, Water Lego. Lego. <laughs> <laughs> right, so on, give me some news then, good sir. Cool. Uh,
0: Spiderman. Spiderman? Yeah, Phil Spiderman. Phil Spiderman. Yeah. Um, uh, so, the trailer, as we said, for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming... <sighs> hang, came on, out. hang
1: on, hang on. You What's know up? when you said that you have just made me realise something. That I, gag I, I just made a
0: friend's reference. So the really friends reference friends when reference.
1: he says it's not it's not like his name, it's not like Pete Spiderman. Yeah. I never realised the reason he specifically <laughs> said Pete is because yeah. yeah, Peter Parker. Mind blown. That somehow That's never it. occurred to me. I'm sorry, please continue. It's okay. To. Goldman is a surname, but there's no gold man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry Alex, we, we rambled, we digress far too much. We do, no, clearly, on. yeah, we clearly rambled Yeah. Out. Uh yes, we saw the trailer for Hoka Inc.,
1: for homecoming, we did indeed. yes.
0: can't wait, can't wait to see Spider-Man. Touch will be in the
1: MCU. If you're nothing without the suit, and you shouldn't have it.
0: That's it. Um, Amy Pascal of Sony fame, the CEO, oh no, yes whatever. Yeah. Name, produced, she was, name producer. On- she was the chairman. Now she's something else with Sony. She said that Spider-Man might not remain in the MCU.
1: I'll believe that when I see it because I don't believe for one second Tony's going to turn down more critically acclaimed, you know, hugely mm. appreciated Spider-Man movies.
0: Hmm. What we've said is, uh, the deal is for Spider-Man to be in Homecoming, the sequel to Homecoming, and also uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War, part one and two. Uh-huh. Um, but then nothing has been set in stone after that, so thoughts, will Will Spider-Man go his main way?
1: Well, the weird thing is, he might be the first one they have to recast for aging out. That's the strange thing. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. <laughs> it's entirely know. possible, because he looks about 15 now, to be fair, but that ain't going to last forever. No, but yeah. would would you
0: be okay with just Spider Man going on and on with the same actor and being like forty? And
1: I'd like the idea of watching a Spider Man age, watching a character. Yeah, a, character. Yeah. Yeah, a, a college, sure. you know, mm-hmm. properly college graduated Spider Man would actually really be something. i would be a You know, Spider Man married to Mary Jane. I'd like to see that on on screen. Yeah, like. When they do the whole start of the family thing, that'd be interesting. But you know, only after like seven or eight movies,
0: I'm sure, yeah. we'll get to a point yeah. when this film makes a billion
1: dollars, exactly. And then when you get to like the clone of Ben Parker and stuff like that, then then yeah. then you can then you can yeah. Speaking of clones. Have you seen you've seen the trailer for Fate of the Furious, haven't you, Alex? Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, so you, you're aware of the basic story. Dom yeah. is kind of he's, he's betraying the family. Evil.
1: Can I just point out Evil. that he's he's on the cloud nine because he's just found out he has a seat at the uh, the multimedia preview of the multimedia premiere of Fate of the Furious. So he's 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 having that in, about in the London, in, oh. in that there London, in that there London, this.
0: down yeah. back there south. Um, do you think there's a possibility that? there is an evil clone
1: <laughs> of Dom tomatoe. <laughs> Um, well, it builds up the idea that she's this technical whiz, and you don't know how much of a technical whiz she yeah. actually is. Very true, exactly. very true.
0: Exactly. My wife says she will only see Fate of Furious if it turns out the Dom is a clone. <laughs> 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 or at the very least an, like, an evil robot.
1: <laughs> fair play, fair play. Yeah. i got to give her that. I, I think it's, it.
0: gonna, it's either going to be blackmail or brainwashing, but I would love it to be a clone.
1: I think it's blackmail, based on yeah. TV sports things that I think it's blackmail. I'm not entirely sure. There's a submarine in a tank in it, it could be anything. Yeah, it could be anything. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah, Charlize Theron's character has the the blackmail evidence needed to oust Dwayne Johnson from the franchise and allow Vin Diesel to return to the lead.
0: So that's why... To <laughs> <his> rightful place.
1: <laughs> to take his rightful place yeah. leading the franchise. That's what's happening. Yeah. That's clearly the actual plot. <laughs> uh, did you guys hear about this? Uh Colin Fowl has joined the cast
0: of Dumbo the live action Dumbo yeah I heard this it yeah. sounds
1: like a similar role to Saving Mr. Banks as well a little bit yeah without um, the alcoholism
0: naturally yeah, so yeah. if you weren't aware Disney like adapting their own films they do it there's seems. going to be a live action Dumbo directed by Tim Burton fair nice. play yeah. fair play it's because other things. yeah I mean it made him a lot of money for Alice in Wonderland and you know it has made really great films it's, it's got Danny of Vito in it he has got Danny of the Vito
1: yeah Danny of uh,
0: the Vito Eva, Eva of
1: the Green <clears throat> Eva of the Green yeah 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 and uh, possibly Tom of the Otum Shanks. Otum Shanks. Otum Shanks. <laughs> O-tum Shanks. Possibly Otum, O-tum Shanks. Shanks, isn't it? Otum Shanks singular, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. Said, Otum yeah. Shanks. Yeah,
0: or Tom Hanks to his fans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, maybe as a bad guy. Possibly.
1: I- I'm, I'm intrigued by this. But the Colin Farrell role. This is the dad of the kids that fall in love with Dumbo. Yeah. And this is the role that apparently Will Smith turned down. Casey Affleck turned down. Yeah, because and Chris Oscar. Pine turned down. Chris Pine <laughs> turned it down. Chris Pine turned. Chris Pine turned down the live-action Dumbo movie. Seriously, Chris Pine, what did you have going on this week that was more important, more high-profile? Really? Oh, you're the love interest in Wonder Woman. Big whoop. Really? It's three years between Star Trek movies. Come on, <laughs> the guy's got nothing better to do. What's he going to do, another Jack Ryan movie? Come on. What's he going to do, another Hell of High Water? <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, Ben Wheatley Principal, come on. You've got a broken clock. It's right twice a year. Fair <laughs> enough. But yeah, I'm... twice a year, how slow are your clocks? <laughs> Very slow. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm fine with Colin Fowell joining that. <laughs> I would have preferred Will Smith, because I feel like Will Smith, it's, it's not the kind of thing you would have chosen, and evidently not. Yeah. No,
1: but Suicide Squad didn't usually be the kind of thing. Do no. you know, just talking about a live action Dumbo, I'm already having yeah. nightmares about a live action The Pink Elephants on Parade bits that <laughs> I didn't a even child. think about that. Well, technically, yep. we it's already late, had no. a live action Fantasia because we had The Sorcerer's Apprentice. So we kind Which of. Which is did. great. Yeah. yeah.
0: That is the best franchise that never worked. It really I mean, We need. Come on. It's not too late. We can have this sequel. I feel. I mean, as much you you know my love for for Nick Cage. The Cage. You know, you know my love for Cage. No. Sir Nicholas of Never the Cage. Never mentioned it. No. Um, I feel like he doesn't have that kind of clout anymore.
1: Really? To lead a sequel. No, no, he's plan. got some some joke cred going. Still got some joke cred.
0: Yeah, he'll make his indie art house film every three years. <laughs> but Now, fair, enough I, fair would, enough. I would I would love it, but um, I'm I'm fine with Dumbo. Um, what uh, what animated Disney film would you want to see adapted next?
1: ooh that is a toughie Uh, let me think Song of the South starring Samuel L. Jackson (laughs) (laughs) that is the only way to reverse racism that's the only way to reverse racism (laughs) Racism is let Sam Jackson do it oh man yeah, that's how you reverse racism
0: like, what, what are the really big ones that haven't been done yet?
1: I don't know. I, I, oh, well, there's Oliver and Company, the Rescuers, the Aristocats. Uh, Aristocats too many of do. them
0: involve animals, that's the thing. That's the
1: thing, yeah. Uh, You've got to think
0: of ones where it's more people. That's Mulan happened. is coming. Mulan will technically be the next one, won't it? I
1: think it will, yeah, but yeah. that's
0: not a musical. Uh, yeah, um, Mulan, they've said, is not going to be a musical, no. but it is in production, um, as is Aladdin, as is Tinkerbell, as is Lion King. I know when Elizabeth Banks was going to be Tinkerbell. Uh, it that. is still going to be uh, Reese With Her Spoon. Reese With Reese with Her Spoon? Yeah, not Reese Without
1: Her Spoon. No, not without, Reese no, with, with Her Spoon. Her spoon. Okay, her okay. Spoon. okay, I can kind of see
0: that. What are the other ones? Uh, Cruella. Oh, uh, Emma Stone. Oh. Emma yeah. Stone is going to be Coyote yeah. de Like the young... No. It's, just, it's no, going to it have is... like a Maleficent... Aladdin
1: uh, does have a prequel in the works as well called Genies.
0: That has apparently been scrapped. Has
1: that been scrapped now?
0: Yeah, so it was just going to be about other genies, other than... Genie, oh, Genie. Um, yeah and show how he came Make the Genie Dwayne Johnson <sighs> that is the only way that would work come on and do you know what I would not be surprised if in Aladdin he is Yeah, yeah I mean I'll we, be surprised he's about. part of the Disney family now he knows yeah. there's Moana moment what have you ever really <laughs> big ones uh, Little Mermaid is being made ah uh, yes I don't think you could make a hunchback really you don't think I don't know I don't think you can make a hunchback in Dame live action
1: come on Josh Gad's waiting man <laughs>
0: He's already LeFou He's got his Disney part It's fine Yeah but Alan Tudyk Had his Disney part
1: Five films back
0: <laughs> you know? He's got an amazing contract
1: he, he has I'll He's create. just got the best contract In the history of Disney He is the new John Ratzenberger <laughs> What uh, else could you do? Um, Hercules. Not Hercules Hercules oh, That would work yeah. that Would, would you, work. you watch that? Who,
0: who would you cast as Hercules?
1: Uh, Dwayne Johnson <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Already been there <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Been there Snooze through that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like
0: you're trying, to, you're trying to think of a name.
1: Oh, I got it. I got it. Home on the range. <laughs> totally needs needs to be rebooted, man. Live get, action. get get uh, Judy Edge back.
0: Yeah, totally yeah. what you
1: need, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I would have um, what's his name? Form Logan, the the guy who's just Boy going ahead, like Holbrook, Holbrook. 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 I don't. It'd but, be a good. But, but, what
1: about Mars needs moms?
0: Let's move on from this. Let's segment.
1: move on from Let's this m- discussion because this is going to get really. I'm bad not going to really talk quickly. about Mars needs moms. <laughs> yeah. No one yeah.
0: ever needs to be reminded of Mars needs moms. Uh, Netflix are going to extend their Adam Sandler deal. Why? Why? Well, because no, there is no, no God, presumably. Apparently, he has been really successful for them. But we
1: won't know that because Netflix don't give us their actual figures. But he must actually be successful because they're giving him money. So, you know, he wouldn't give him money for nothing. He's not dire straits. All the chicks for free. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's had, I think it's...
0: It's two so far. Have been on. A third, third one is, is about next to be month. On. Yeah. yeah, so four in his contract, and he's going to get. Another yeah, we've four. had
1: ridiculous six and the do over. Yep, and I've sat through both. And I, stopped, Holy I started God. With ridiculous six. Oh wow! I had to stop. Oh, when Taylor went. Sorry, when Taylor Lautner is not the worst thing in your film, you've got problems. <laughs> and the next one is uh, Sandy Wexler? Yeah. It's a 90s set thing with some big-name female star as well, and just uh, stop this. Yeah, I'm not sure who else is in that,
0: but yeah, that comes out next month. Stop um, it. Stop it now. Give give contracts to better people.
1: <laughs> I, I still remember Adam Sandler said the reason he signed the deal in the first place, other than Sony wouldn't give him the money for Ridiculous 6, was because Netflix rhymed with wet chicks. <laughs> And you know what? I know most people think he was kidding. I think Uh, he genuinely meant that. I really think the man that genuinely sat there and came up with the Ridiculous Six meant every word of that statement. I used to love Amazon films when I was a kid. We watched The Wedding Singer together recently. We did,
0: yeah. I love Happy Gilmore. I will still watch Happy Gilmore now and have a great time. I'm
1: bulletproof, man. That's my my jam. Yeah. But uh, you're happy, Gilmore.
0: <laughs> uh, would you like to give us a review of a film? Yes, that's what we do.
1: How about Graduation? Okay, I, I don't know this is. mic very carefully. Uh, graduation. This was tied at Cannes last year for Best Director. It tied with uh, Olivier Assayas, who directed uh, Personal Shopper. Uh,
0: yeah, with, uh, with Christian Stewart.
1: With Case do yeah. Um, this one, uh, the director of this is... Uh, you're going to have to forgive me, I don't know how to pronounce his surname. It's Christian... Mungui, Mung, Mungayu, Minogue, uh, Minogue. You told totally, Christian Minogue. Yep. Yeah, Christian Minogue uh, directed this, and this is a this is a small town Romanian morality drama. Oh, I saw one of them last week. Did you see <laughs> yeah. one? Oh, have you had your fill uh, of small town Romanian? Uh, I I can't get enough of them. But really this stars can't. Adrian Ticieni uh, from The Fixer. And uh, oh, Maria Dragus as his daughter Eliza. The general crux is: this is in like a poverty-stricken small town in Romania. Uh, the daughter Eliza is brutally attacked just before she's about to take her final exam mm. before graduating high school and moving on a scholarship to the UK, where you know she will you know get a whole new life and she'll change the world, etc. And you know she'll get out of this this poverty-stricken life. But having obviously been brutally attacked, um, she's not really in the best headspace. There's no support from the offered from the establishment other than we could maybe give her ten minutes of extra exam time, and so The father takes it upon... The father, whose name, by the way, is Romeo... uh, Takes it upon himself to uh, do what any father would do. He tries to pull some strings. But every time he tries to pull another string... He just finds himself losing more and more of his moral compass. And basically finds himself becoming the exact opposite... Of the moral figure he always raised his daughter to be. Mm. It's really good. It is really good and really good. It's over long. It's two hours plus um but you're not you know you're never disinterested the performances especially the, the father and daughter performances are absolutely terrific the chemistry is there the direction's solid the cinematography's great the story is genuinely interesting and actually it, it is weird that it did become a co-winner with with personal shopping because the two represent kind of very opposing kinds of films. This is very much all about the you know all about a front-loaded story, whereas Personal Shopper was all about introspection. And yeah, it is. I mean, it's clearly going to be one of those that only packs out a screen in the Curzon, for instance. But well, it, is, it was only about
0: five or six seats in Curzon. <laughs>
1: that's very true. Yeah, that's generally true. I've been in the biggest screen they have in uh, Curzon Soho. And uh, I think that's only about seventy-five seats. Um, yeah, it's not huge. It's not huge. It's not huge. Okay. But yeah, graduation, well worth seeing. I recommend it. But uh, this is not one that you don't don't go and see this. And get out is sold out. You know, don't 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 make that decision. Just wait and see. Get out another time. Exactly. Yeah, just do that. Don't do what I do, where you go and see, go to see Rocky Balboa. It's sold out, so you go and see Babel instead. You will be let down. <laughs> Balboa, Babel, almost the same thing. Yeah, I was like, same diff. They both begin with B. It's fine. <laughs> Totally fine, yeah. But uh, uh, Jumanji 2 has a title. It does. What I don't like it. You don't like that's, it. That's that's not the title. It's not Jumanji. I don't <laughs> Juman- like it. Jumanji. Come on. I don't like I it. I hate it. <laughs> it is Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle, which is even funnier considering the rock already starred in a movie called Welcome to the Jungle, but only outside of the US because yeah, in the US is called well, it's so Rundown. It's
0: rundown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I don't like it. I just I feel like it's just. It's really obvious. I feel like they could have worked a bit harder, thought of something else. Mm. Just call it Jumanji 2. Just too mangi, if got... man. Tumanji is what we've been calling it for years. Too yeah. mangi. Too mangi. Too mangi. It's, mangi. it's like Zoolander 2. We been calling that Zoolander
1: for years. Exactly. But uh, I, I do like the plot, though. I've got to admit.
0: I'm a fan of the plot, yeah. Alex, do you know what? Not a club
1: Right, so instead of a board game, game it's a retro <laughs> 90s video game cartridge yes. that a bunch of high school kids in detention find and get sucked into, and they then have to survive the world of Jumanji... As their video game avatars, who happen to look and sound exactly like Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Karen, Karen Gillan.
0: Gillan. Uh, yeah, which I I like that idea actually.
1: Yeah, I'm on board. But they are the avatars. That's cool. Yeah, uh, one of the kids is is Jonas, Nick Jonas,
0: Nick Jonas. Yeah, I Nick think Jonas, he actually yeah. goes in. there yeah, um, I think it's 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 pretty clever in a way because like sort of subverts what the kids are going to look like. So it was one of the kids who was like really nerdy. Uh, not the best-looking kid in school. He is the rock. That's his avatar. Yeah. Is
1: this the idea that's going to be sort of ironic <laughs> characterization? Yeah. And then there's
0: like the most beautiful girl in the school. Her character is Jack Black. Yes. Yeah. Which yep. is
1: amazing. Nice. Oh, uh, does does the insecure nerdy one become Karen Gillan? Because that's amazing. I would think so. I, think I so. hope. I hope a nine-foot-tall school bully becomes Kevin. Becomes Holt. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Who is about. Yeah, big. he's he's seven inches tall. He's seven yeah. inches. he is seven it'll, inches it'll tall. Fit right in your pocket. They film <laughs> they film him Peter Jackson style. He stands very close to the camera, and everyone else stands back. It's all
0: it's all false yeah. False, yeah, it's uh, perspective, false perspective. Yeah. It's exactly just, it. Just a like lot of rings. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. totally it. it's well people it do call him, the Frodo, of the, the stand up comedy world.
1: Hey, hey, that's got that's that's absolutely nothing. Casper Van Deen, three and a half inches tall. <laughs> <laughs> totally okay. Pretty darn no, sure.
0: Um, yeah. Aside from the title, I am looking forward to it because I'll, I'll watch anything that Rock is in, and this year he's in that Baywatch and
1: Fast and Furious. So, yes. Can I? Can I do the last review before we do the rest of the news? Because it kind of uh, yeah. segues so nicely because we're talking about kids in detention. You carry on. I'm going to have a brownie. You have a brownie. Does anyone else want a brownie? I'll have a brownie. Yeah, yeah. I'll oh, definitely isn't. have a. Yeah. And anyone? Anyone at home? Yep. Bake your own. <laughs> Right. So, um, Case, have you ever... I mean, he's off mic. I can't really, can't really, I can't really ask him, I suppose. But, uh, Case, I've got a I'm question back. for you. Have you ever been an eight-year-old Spanish boy looking for a film to watch, thinking, I really fancy watching National Treasure, but I wish it spoke more personally to me? Well, there was that gap year I had. Exactly. Um, yeah. well, have I got the film for you, good sir? That film is, of course, <laughs> Zip and Zap and the Marble Gang, which apparently is three years old. Sorry, four years. This film has apparently been around for four years. It is a Spanish-language film that has only now gotten a UK release. And the kicker is, it's actually really good. It is National Treasure with eight-year-old Spanish boys. Muy bueno. Well played, sir. Well played. (laughs) (laughs) That's my Spanish uh, lingual skills. Used up. I was just going to say, is that the extent of them? (laughs) Um, so basically, the idea is these two these two best friends, Zip and Zap, go to a a, a, a summer camp, which is actually in like a, a, a militarized sort of private school. Uh, it's you know, it's dodgy because all the teachers dress in what look like Nazi uniforms, and the head teacher has an eye patch. So, you know it's dodgy. They then discover, with the aid of their new friends, who they club together and form the Marble Gang... Sounds the, great. Yeah. yeah. ...that the the evil headteacher is, in fact, on the search for lost diamonds, which are hidden throughout the school, by, the, by his father, the school's mysterious creator. And the way to do it is through a series of national treasure-style challenges built into the architecture of the building itself. Uh, we don't have a clip, obviously, because, well... My Spanish should be used up. I don't know about yours, Alex. Uh, yeah, my mouthful cake. I do not say. <laughs> okay, you're good. You, you, you enjoy cake. But uh, actually, I, it was a lot of fun. It was really charming. It had a sort of Goonies thing going on with like young kids. But at the same time, you know, it, it had it lent largely towards National Treasure. I thought actually that is something incredibly useful to use for kids. That's actually a mm. lot of fun. But uh, and if we're not going to get National Treasure three, The Search for Atlantis anytime soon, i will no, not. <laughs> I'll, I'll settle for Zip and Zap and the Marvel Gang. But uh, I liked it. I really did. <laughs> I laughed. I, I like it based on the title. The, the titles a doozy, isn't it? I yeah. mean, it's I, really fantastic. It is. I, I laughed. I, I laughed a few times. I saw this in a press show, believe it or not, in which I was one of only two people who bothered to show up. Oh, because they did send they did send a screening link and I, I just prefer to see these things on the screen where possible but it was myself and Wendy Eyde from the Observer so and, and we both laughed so you know of its two you know its two uh, reviews I'm sure it's it's gotten positive ones <laughs> but uh, you yeah, know fair play fair play okay. so back to you guitar. Um, I'm just going to have one last piece
0: of news because then we can have an open discussion about. Yeah, yeah, to cool, so just cool. finish off because we've kind of overrun a little bit yeah. um, so there was going to be a Barbie film Film mm-hmm. about the the doll Barbie, uh, played by uh, by Emma Schumer. She's now dropped out.
1: How has she now? Yeah, oh, what was she doing that's so important?
0: Uh, being funny, apparently, according to some people.
1: Not according to the reviews of the leather special.
0: No, yeah, she had a, a uh, stand up on uh, on Netflix because Netflix are really pushing hard. They on are specials recently. Have you heard
1: why, by the way? The um, actual justification as to why they're pushing so hard for stand up all of a sudden. Why? Because. There is no hub for stand-up. This is what Ted Sorrento has actually admitted. He said, so there is no one-stop it. shop. So in actuality, it's so easy for us to become the go-to place for stand-up. Yeah. So we're just going to do it. You're like, no. Okay, fair play. Yeah.
0: So, fair play. Yeah. Just with that, then, with that kind of in mind, we've uh, signed a deal with uh, Lucy K. Lucy K.'s new standard special comes out in a couple of weeks. It does, yeah. Uh, Mark Maron's got one coming up. Dave Chappelle's two have been on. Have I've, you seen? I've them? seen the first one. It's they're amazing. amazing. Yeah, the Dave Chappelle one is incredible. Trevor Noah has got one that's that, that was gone pretty up. good. Uh, Mike Babigler, there's just like really massive stand-up names have gone on recently. There's some um, great ones. Jerry watch-
1: Seinfeld's got one coming up. That's going to be like, one one of the big ones of the year. I think it's uh, one of the. I think it's the Daily Show has got like three from that cast are doing Netflix specials. That's amazing. And it, that's brilliant. Okay, yeah. I need a Roy Wood Junior. stand-up. Totally. That's why I love Roy Wood <laughs> Junior. <laughs> <laughs> um, give give, give yeah. me a Desi Lydic one. Go on. <laughs> just come back. to uh, to the Barbie movie. Yeah. Who would
0: you be? Who would you be? Who would you cast as Would I cast?
1: Yeah. Well, let's see. We've lost uh, Amy Schumer, and the whole point of having Amy Schumer on board was because it was meant to subvert the typical image of the Barbie doll. In which case, where's the next logical leap? I don't know. Rebel Wilson? Is Is that that where where we are? I don't know. Because I feel like, though, Amy Schumer was the perfect balance, because no one's describing Amy Schumer as a fat chick, right? No no one's calling her that. But at the same time, she doesn't... She says people are. Well Well, she says people are, but you know It's a whole thing. Yeah. Um but at the same time, she's not a fanatic. She's not like your requisite size zero either. Mm. She's not your Margot Robbie type. I think she would have been good for it. She was she is sort of ordinary looking in terms of her actual in in terms of her physique. And that was why her being Barbie made so much sense. So I don't know who else has that going on that's actually getting, you know, mainstream work. Mm. George Clooney. (laughs) <laughs> yes. When we can't think of anyone It's, it's either Will Smith, George Clooney Or Jane Wallace Jane Wallace Yeah totally Jane Wallace yeah. but, uh, In fact I would love that in, in light of the whole race bending thing With Ghost in the Shell Let's just get a black chick to play Barbie That'd be amazing That really would wouldn't it Yeah Or or re- let's really subvert it Let's get Tessa Thompson from Creed oh, We subvert it We get someone absolutely perfect and stunning So no one can argue that she's not attractive enough We cast Priyanka Chopra <laughs> Boom Sold. Baywatch villain. Baywatch villain. Star of Quantico. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. She, she good, man. She good. I like her. She I like her often. a great deal. Um,
0: have I got just? I feel like I need something else to end on. I'll end on the Terminator news then. Okay. I'll end on the Terminator news. I thought we did this. We'll we'll do it again. We'll do
1: it harder. We'll do it better. We'll do that. It that's faster. pretty much the logic behind that series. It is, yeah. No, it's that, actually that's, the that's logic behind
0: the Terminator The series. news is we're going to end development on the reboot of this version of the Terminator series. So there is not going to be a sequel to Terminator Jellyfish. Okay. That's down. Um, there is going to be an announcement concerning Terminator happening this year.
1: Huh,
0: because so. the rights lapse at the end of the year? So what's happened, or well, what's going to happen, the rights are going to lapse back to James Cameron. <laughs>
1: So that means that it's open to make a more direct sequel to Judgment Day. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I feel like the series has so many divergent timelines at this point. that It's you know, difficult, isn't it's it? It's difficult. I'm I'm going to throw you a couple of pieces of news, but I'm going to let you eat that last piece of brownie. Because I can tell you, you, you you're, you're desperate to just consume that. So I'll tell you what, you go, sir. You go and enjoy that brownie. Huh? Yeah, you you take it all in. <laughs> You're enjoying saying that way too much. I really have. I really have. I sat way too close to you. (laughs) Okay. So, first piece of news: Uh, Sony want Michael Bay to direct a movie called Hunting El Chapo. No. Yeah. Well, he's going to produce it either way. Um, (laughs) No matter what I say. Exactly. Andrew Garfield is going to produce and star in the true story tale Black Lion. Which is about a Greek shipping heir who became a Wall Street trader, and then gave that up to become an, uh, a war correspondent, and was found dead after an investigation for sixty minutes, in which he uh, found links between Al Qaeda and Pakistan. So Andrew Garfield's going back to war after Hacksaw Ridge, just not smart. Really yeah. not, is it? He had, he had a time, didn't he? I know. And he, he, you know, I mean, after that, why would you go back? Um, have you heard about the Dirty Rotten Scoundrels director? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Chris Addison. Chris it? Addison. He's going to make his directorial debut, his feature directorial debut, with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And he's been doing Veep for a while. Mm. Let's see what else we got. Oh, uh, Pharrell's getting a musical biopic.
0: That's cool. Yeah, I did yeah. hear about that,
1: actually. About his growing... I didn't realise his his harsh upbringing was in Florida. So, a little bit of moonlight going on there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just imagining moonlight as a musical. <laughs> you know. uh. Just, That'd be great. Wouldn't Moonlight yeah. just have been great if they just stopped mid-drama and started seeing happy mid on the beach? Exactly yeah. mid on the beach because yeah, that is that is terrifying. Um, <laughs> it's an actual thing. It's an actual plot point in the film. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Akira. They're narrowing down the director on that one. They've apparently gotten it down to Daniel Espinosa and Uwe Boll. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it? It's Daniel Espinosa and is it um... Espen Sandberg? Yeah, but did slight. He did, yeah. Oh, uh, Paul Greengrass is going to do a, a serial killer movie starring Elliot Ness. Yeah, so, that'd be amazing. Which is just called Ness. Oh, should we just
0: watch Be Intouchables? Let's just do that instead. Oh, that'd be great, it? It? I matches. watched a Palmer again the other night, actually. I've not seen that, actually. Oh, I've not so, seen the world world. World. so Yeah, world. there's a documentary about uh, buying a Palmer, called The Palmer. I suppose that's
1: good. I've not seen um, it. O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cubes Kid. Yeah. He's going to star in the Godzilla sequel. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt's going to direct an R rated musical with Channing that he's going to star in with Channing Tatum called Wingmen. Yeah, I heard
0: about this. I am happy and also kind of not happy about it as well because ages ago they were both going to be doing a remake of Guys and Dolls. Ah. Like a full on. Like, I feel Hollywood like if you updated and that you would call it Bros and Hose. They could do that. Call it Bros and
1: Hose. <laughs> The R-rated contemporary but it's, remake. But all, it's all set on a boat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That would, that would totally work. Bros and hoes. Uh, did you know that Hook hit Netflix this week, by the way? Uh, I did know that. Eight? I've not seen it since it hit Netflix. So. Yeah, I need to
0: watch that again.
1: I really do. It's great but, film. Uh, yeah. Who,
0: who's your favourite character in Hook?
1: In Hook? Oh, uh ooh, Hook. Uh,
0: Hook is my favourite character in Hook. There's one of the Lost Boys that I really love. It. It called, it's called Pockets. He's oh, like a okay. really big, big chubby kid. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, And he's yeah. like, there you are, Peter. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. See, the one that I looks look like a bit of... Owen Wilson, man. He kind of looks like a bit like wow. young Goldberg from Mighty Ducks, doesn't he?
0: Goldberg! <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's all about the knuckle puck, man. It's all, all about the knuckle, knuckle puck. puck.
0: Isn't that Keenan Thompson?
1: Goldberg. Is it? No. No, 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 no. Kenan Thompson no, he's is be, he's the He's the other kid. Is he? Keenan
0: Thompson is in it. Keenan Thompson is one of the Mighty Ducks. He's in uh, D2. He's the kid that lives in the city where they have like the the World Cup for kids, for ice hockey. The ice hockey and, World Cup, And he Cup, like, yeah. teaches them like, a new technique. Yeah, it is. That's some, the knuckle puck. Yeah, because yeah, he teaches them knuckle yeah, puck. Yeah, that's him. That's, that's Keenan Thompson. Of, of, no, Ke- right. of Keenan and Kel. Yeah, they
1: oh, do not know this. Hmm. What up with that, man? Not knowledge of power. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would like that. Yeah. Um, it's so weird that like, the people who were in the Mighty Ducks as kids, like Josh Jackson, is one of the mightiest. He's the lead he is, one. Yeah. Uh, Marguerite Moreau is is the the token girl in the group. For instance, um, oh, Foggy from Daredevil.
0: Yeah, Alden Henson. Alden Henson yeah. is like the big token bully one. He that's is actually isn't he? Got, got like a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah he
1: was the He's bully. You're like you, you just play Foggy all the time now in yeah. everything you do. But uh, I'm actually re-watching Daredevil. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's better than watching Nine first. He's you know, the worst of the four Netflix series. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it as much as everyone else. No, I don't, it, I don't. I don't dislike I'm, it I'm at all. I'm fine. more well, I find it hard to like it. But, uh, uh, but you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of it Jessica Stroup?
0: Um, I want to say Stroop Is that the lady who plays uh, Colleen Wing?
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about the lady who plays the... Oh, Joy. Joy, Joy yeah. Meacham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joy Meacham, yeah. Joy Meacham, yeah. Also... You, you've, you've finished that in your Did Yes. You, did you like it in, in, in conclusion? Um, it took me some getting into. Yeah. I thought uh, the first couple of episodes could have been not there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just why is he
1: going up to people saying I'm Danny Rand? Yeah. <laughs> Just have a blood test and be done. With it. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Oh no, no, they did explain that. He never. There was no blood. None of his records on file or something yeah. because because reasons. But then yeah. the the way they get to like convince for Mitrans that
0: they, they yeah.
1: Also, every time yeah, I hear look the name Mitrans, I've made. Then Just that name, Meacham, Meacham. makes me think of House of Cards. Yeah, because because of Meacham. Yeah, yeah that's it. But,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. David Whanam deserves better. better. <laughs> he needs to be a, a different bad guy in something else.
1: Oh well, you know what? Let's keep him away from you know you know fantastical horror movie crossover franchise starters
0: and. Uh... <gasps> Yeah. Hey, I I don't hate Van Helsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hate that. it. Are you going to hate it when no, they reboot it?
1: Yeah, you going to like that when they oh, reboot it? Oh, when it's it? all gritty. When it's all gritty and stars Jai Courtney.
0: Are you going to enjoy that? Do you think... J- I don't think Jai Courtney would be Van Helsing. I think Jai Courtney would be Dracula. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely believe that. Would be like, a, would be like, a, that. like be some like, horrific, buffed-up Dracula.
1: <laughs> I absolutely believe that. Once you've had oh. Richard Roxburgh play Dracula... <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Richard Roxburgh is amazing. Yeah, Richard Roxburgh... Uh. You know... <laughs>
0: You, my friend, need to see uh, Moulin Rouge. I do, I yeah. do. Because Richard Roxburgh is uh, the Duke. He's he's the bad guy in Moulin right. Rouge. I, I'd I like the key. But doesn't key it villain. star
1: Kylie? I think Kylie and Moulin Rouge. Kylie's
0: right. in it, she doesn't star, she's she's the green fairy. Is she the in green it more pixie. than she's in San Andreas? Yes, marginally. okay, that that's enough. In for fact, me. probably probably equally.
1: Uh, that's, that's
0: fair enough for me. I'm, I'm good with that. She doesn't fall out of a collapsing building like she does in San Andreas. Yes, but she looked
1: very good falling out of a collapsing building. You wait until you see her in Moulin Rouge. She's green. You know what? She's actually green. You, sir, have sold me a film. <laughs> I will buy a ticket
0: for your film that came out almost 20 years ago. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> on On which note, here it is. Your Moment of Cage.
1: In Face Off, you and John Travolta had to perform what amounts to a conjuring act... In a real sense, of course, you had to play Travolta and he had to play you. Tell me how the two of you worked on those two roles together.
2: I would get
0: videotapes and he would get videotapes and we would study each other's performances. And I remember watching a lot of the movies he had made and and trying to get his nuances down. And then when I did the first week of shooting, I sort of was developing Caster Troy He was on the set that day, and I remember him saying something to me like, oh, um," as I was doing that head twirl thing in the priest's outfit, he was like, oh, we're going to be doing that
2: kind of acting.